Welcome to the Becoming Titans podcast. I'm Russ Yeager, founder and CEO of Body Transformation University. I help busy business owners and executives get a beach-ready body without killing themselves in the gym hours every day, giving up the foods they love, or taking away time from their family or business. I believe putting your health first is the most important thing you can do to propel your business and financial success, ignite passion in your relationships, and to live a happier, more fulfilled life. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing inspirational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome to Becoming Titans. I'm so excited. My guest today is Chris Carr. Chris is the founder and CEO of Ferro Tech, the fastest growing digital marketing company in Philadelphia. Ferrotech has over 40 team members, has been in business for over 20 years, which I have massive respect for. It's easy to get into business, harder to stay in business, especially that long. Ferrotech's one of the Inc. 5000 fastest growing private companies in America, part of Forbes Agency Council. And Chris has been a keynote speaker at the SEM Rush and the International Trade Association. He's also the host of two podcasts, two different podcasts, the Thought Leader Magazine and Digital Marketing Masterclass. Welcome, Chris. How are you doing today, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Great to be here. So tell me, how did you get into uh, digital marketing? Yeah, um, it's crazy. I mean, like I started this around 20 years ago and um, it was not something I went to school for. It wasn't anything like that. I kind of stumbled into it. Um, you know, the the funny story is, is that I dated a girl in college and in 1999, when websites were very hard to build, you had to build them on your own, you had to know how to code. I thought, you know what, like I just broken up with her. And I thought the way to win this girl back was to build a website, put her artwork on it. She would love it. And then she would soon realize that, you know what, like we have to get back together. Really stupid idea. Um, anyhow, so I go trying to hire people to build the stupid website. They don't do it. Six months later, I think, Hey, you know what, I'll just do it myself. But by that time, I'm barely even thinking about the girl anymore. I'm on moving on with my life, but now I've developed this hobby of designing and building websites. And in 1999, if you could do any of that stuff, you were in demand. And um, one website turned into three websites, three websites turned into employees, employees turned into sales, sales turned into more jobs. And then, you know, like 20 years later, you know, you, uh, you just wake up one day and, and it's just like, it's just like, how did I get here? You know, uh, it's, um, that's kind of like this forest gumping my way you know, to where I'm at right now, but, you know, it's been fun in the aspect of how much you can see, how much you can see yourself grow, how, how much you see your company grow over 20 years. It's, it's been an adventure and a, and a privilege. So, well, um, yeah. Even just getting to know you, I, I, I know it's been an adventure, you know, being in business 20 years myself and uh, we've all done dumb things for, for girls. Right. So I can, oh my gosh. can relate to that as yeah. I'm sure your audience can. So it's interesting enough, you know, I got started in, in 2001. I, you know, won the International Physique Transformation Contest where I, you know, decided this is what I'm supposed to do, quit being an accountant. And I, I just started, I went online. I didn't know what I was doing. I started training a few people on the side, but I said, I'm going to do this online thing. And this is really before online. Now everybody's an online coach, right? Yeah, this was before yeah. online was a thing. I remember I paid a guy, a thousand, I think it was a thousand dollars to make my website, which was all the money in the world. You know, yeah. back then, and he used Dreamweaver. I don't even know oh, if that's that's what I used to use <laughs> around anymore. Yeah. 
And um, so, so, you know, we both kind of experienced that whole thing. So what changes, I mean, what are the biggest changes you've seen in how business was done back then and even just a few years ago? And where do you see the, the future yeah. of, of digital marketing going? Well, you know, um, I, I, I wrote an article for Forbes and it was, it was the idea is the concept is it's the danger of building your house on sand. And what I mean by that is, is that this is kind of a negative turn is that there's so much content out there right now, but we as companies, we put our trust in things like Google, in Facebook, in paid ads, and all, none of those platforms we control. And what can happen here is, is that like I can remember in 2013, literally Google did an algorithm change and everyone's, you know, everyone's rankings plummeted. And then I remember Facebook doing an algorithm change so that 40% of your posts were seen and the next day only 2% were seen. And now you got to pay them through ads for the privilege to be found. And you thought, well, okay, those were, that was yesterday. You know, nobody that like those companies don't do stuff like that anymore. But Apple literally did a privacy update that changed how retargeting works. And basically Facebook advertising, it took a ma massive bite out of Facebook advertising. And so what happens here, so what has sort of happened here is, is that people fell in love with platforms that they don't personally own. And at any moment and any time, these platforms can change the game on you. And, um, you know, that is something that's sort of at the heart of our approach is knowing if you put all your eggs in one basket, it can, it can be, you can pay a very painful price. So, so it's, yeah, man, that's a great point. I mean, I've experienced all of those, those changes you, you talked about, you know, the, the marketing companies I'm working with now, you know, the, the Apple update and, and everything. So I guess two questions is how, important do you think is it is today to actually invest money to get known or can is organic you know reach still something that's feasible and yeah. and then number two what's the answer to you know not putting all your eggs in one basket what do you do sure um, well I think the first thing that you want to do is is that you want to own your own database so there's a there's an expression in marketing that says you're only as good as your database so many people use the gauge of their marketing and success on sales. What I'm trying to tell you is, is that one of the major KPIs, major goals that you should do is finding out how can you develop a list, basically a list of customers that you have their critical information on, their, their email, some of their social media contacts, everything you can do to have a highly engaged list. That is where business is built from. Because sales are a lagging indicator. But the thing is, though, is, is that if you have that list, email's not going to go away. And all of these other approaches of how you can reach them, they may change the game. But if you own your list and you know your list and you have a high, basically, if they know your brand, that's something they can't take away. So it's branding first. The next thing you want to be able to do is you want to be able to develop a comprehensive marketing approach so that if they turn the dials and now remarketing doesn't work, I can double down on SEO or paid ads or video ads or something like that. But if you have all your eggs in one basket, maybe, you know, and it was, it was on Facebook advertising, if they change the game, you're, you know, it could be almost six months to even a year before you might bounce back. And so if you don't diversify, it's kind of like investing in the stock market. If you don't diversify, like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, you can pay a big price for that. So we recommend developing a comprehensive marketing approach that focuses on lead generation through SEO, organic social media, paid social media, and then, and then paid advertising. 
And then what you're trying to do is you're trying to be in a scenario where paid advertising is a much quicker return, but it's way more expensive. So you want to be growing your organic in the background. And then as your organic grows, your paid advertising either goes down or it pivots to words that you haven't wrote organic content for. But you are always, if you are always paying for your audience, you know that, that you know what, as soon as your budget, reach your budget, all of your brand stops. You know what I mean? It doesn't start again until you have more money in the budget. But if you SEO and organic, that's an annuity. And that annuity, you know, I mean, can it go down? Yes, but it's much slower to go down and it usually compounds on each other. So people say, well, am I going to do paid ads or am I going to do organic? And I'm going to say, you're going to do both, but it's how you scale, how you tip those scales. That's the science and the beauty and the art of all of this. You just described it really well in, in what I'm experiencing because, you know, I, I think what you're saying is it's very hard to get a lot of attention just doing organic these days, yep. right? Is that yep. fair to say? And you can pay, pay if you've got money, you can pay to get to the head of the line and, and get attention and potentially sales. But if you don't, this is what I'm working on as I'm doing the organic and I'm paying because if you just do the paid ads and then people go check you out and you got nothing Nothing yeah. there but ads. There's no you lose credibility. Is that kind of kind of what you're saying? And then as you gain that credibility, you're able to potentially reduce your your ad spend because now you've you've built yeah. that community. Is that right? It, it's right. It's right. However, we're always going to want more land. <laughs> and what I mean by that is is that organically with SEO, yeah, you're going to be able to rank for a number of things over time, and that's that's what you want. But you know what I find is the large majority of my clients just pivot. And what I mean by that is, is that they're still doing organic. They're ranking for the things they used to pay for ads for, right? But now I'm going after other keywords that I wasn't willing to pay for here. So now I'm ranking for maybe 100 or 1,000 words here. I'm, I'm bringing in anywhere between 10 to 20,000 visitors a month with traffic here. And I'm going to pay for ads in, in locations I didn't have the, the budget for before because I have coverage organically and then I can, I can pay for the rest with ads. I don't just take ads away. Nine times out of 10, I just, I go after more things. Yeah. Yeah. If it's working and you're, you're getting an ROI building your business, why would you stop? Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what's great about ads, I, I, it allows you to fail quickly. You know that you ever heard of that expression fail quickly? Absolutely. I'm a, yeah. I'm a ready fire aim guy. <laughs> yeah. So ads allow you to fail quickly, which is good. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, if I could be on the first page of Google for these words, do they convert? I'm like, well, let's pay and let's see what, what the engagement's like. Now, there's there's more science to that because there's intent, but you know what I mean? But that's one of the things that you have to just kind of think about is, you know what, like if it takes six months to even a year to, to, to get on the page first page of Google for something organic, and then I find out that those words don't convert into actual leads and, and opportunities, then I've wasted a year. But I could, with ads, I could be there tomorrow. You know what I mean? So it allows you to try out your content and A-B test your content and figure out, do I have a funnel that converts? Yeah, 100%. I mean, a lot of people, I guess myself included, are talking about how much harder Facebook is now than it was, you know, five, seven years ago. But it's still pretty incredible. I mean, compared yeah. to something like direct mail where you spend five, 10, 20 grand or more. You know, mm -hmm. hope hope that you get something. You know, you can spend as little as five bucks a day to to test things out. 
um, you know, online. And I hope the audience didn't miss something you said that's so powerful. You talked about not letting, about owning your own list, having your own database. You know, one of my, when I first got into business, I had a, one of my early mentors said, Russ, if your business burns down tomorrow, your biggest asset is your, your list. Correct. And are you, just to be clear, are you talking about an, an email list? Uh, you- well, the everything list. So there's platforms that we use that will, if I have one contact record, say it's Facebook, or if I have their email, it finds their email, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever they have. And what I try to do is I try to, it's kind of like the theater of war. I try to hit them and land sea and air. You know what I mean? Land, sea. Yeah, I did it right. <laughs> land, it. Sea, and air. So I will hit them on LinkedIn messenger. And then after LinkedIn messenger, I'll hit them on email. And then after email, I'll try to be Facebook friends with them or whatever it is. However, I can build a rapport and a connection. That's what I do. Now, we have technology that allows us to figure out when they come to our website, did they go to any of the critical pages that might like indicate that they might be a buyer? And we'd lead score them based upon their engagement on our website and on our clients' websites as well. So if you imagine your website, you have awareness content, consideration-level content, decision-level content. And I've emailed lists where I found people or find me through organic search. If they haven't gotten to consideration of decision level content and they're just in awareness, they're probably not, they don't have bought what I call buyer's intent. So then what I do is I drip market to them with con- consideration and decision level content. If that makes That's sense. Awesome. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, we joke around. So I live in Philadelphia. I think you live in Atlanta, right? I don't know whether they have something like this here, but you can drive into South Jersey and there's a beach there. It's called Wildwood and there's this boardwalk and it's got every third shop as a t-shirt shop. Right. And they have salespeople that will literally like you're walking on the boardwalk and they'll grab you and they'll pull you in the store and like literally putting t-shirts up to you. And it's like, it feels greasy and slimy and you can't find a way to say no, that they don't have an excuse for it. You know what I mean? It's just, it feels grimy, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> And we're like, oh, God, Wildwood, Wildwood, Wildwood. And then we go, we build a website and we're like, buy now, buy now, buy now, buy now. And I'm like, dude, they don't know you. (laughs) I don't know whether you haven't answered all of the critical trust questions that are absolutely critical that when someone buys from you, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a relationship. And so we are so hungry to just interrupt that pattern and try to jump to the front of the line. You know what I mean? And it's just, that's just not how sales works, you know? So, so, so many good lessons in there, but yeah, people, you know, it goes back. People love to buy. They hate to be sold to. They love to buy. Yeah. And, you know, you, in most marketing, people are going after that, you know, what I've been told at 3%. I don't know if you agree with yeah. that. 3% of people are ready to buy what you've got, but then you've got, and then there's another, I don't know, 30% that'll probably never be customers, but then you got 60, 60, uh, percent, 57%, whatever's left out of that. Yep. That their potential customers are just not ready. You got to warm them up. You got to build a relationship. You know, you got yeah. got to get to know them. So, um, yeah. And then, and then again, guys, like you've got to make sure. You know, you can have. There's people that have millions of followers on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But if that platform goes away or decides they don't want you on there, and that happens, um, you, you lose all of that. So capturing, you know, that data internally is super critical. So. I want to change subjects a little bit, Chris. You know, you and I were talking before about some of the really cool athletic adventures you're doing. Tell, <laughs> us, tell us what you have coming up and tell me why yeah. do you 
do you why do you, do you think exercise is an important part of of you as a businessman, a business owner, or do you, and and does it go together? Does it help you, or do you just use that as an ex- escape? I, I so you know I started out. I played um, soccer in college, and it sounds very weird, but when I got to college, I wasn't good enough to make the starting lineup or do anything really meaningful on the soccer field, but they got into lifting and I went from being 125 pounds to 175 pounds in my four years of college. And so working out, it just became a part of my life in college. And in my entrepreneurial career, it's been like a yo-yo, like sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down, but like when I am down or there's just a couple of times a year, when I say down, meaning like my, oh, my balloon, oh, oh, how I feel my weight or whatever it is. Right. Like, in other words, I'm just not, even like, I'm just not optimal. What I do rather than saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to turn this thing around. What I do is I put a, a goal in front of myself that I can't reach in my current state. And no matter what happens, I do that thing. And so let me kind of explain what I'm saying. Like, for example, I have a 150 mile bike ride on October 15th. I have had a horrible August and September as far as eating, training and all that stuff but I know hell or high water, I'm going to be on a bike on October 15th and know that I have to crunch 150 miles. So I can either make two really, really painful days in my life, or I can use that as a catalyst to be ready for October 15th. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. What I'm hearing is commit first, commit (laughs) to something you know you're not in shape for, or you don't have the ability to do, and then it forces you to, to step up and be ready for it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really respect even like people yourself, stuff like that, that have a healthy lifestyle, but I'm, I'm such a, whether it's a goal oriented person or whatever that is, I always have to have a carrot. That's going to make me train a little harder, work a little bit harder, look in the mirror and force myself to say, you know what, you're not ready. Just a bunch of those things. I just need, I need several carrots in my life to help me aspire to do more because willpower ain't always it for me. I think we all need those, those carrots, Chris. I know I do. We were talking yesterday when we were connecting, you know, my, my whole thing is, you know, that your health, your fitness, your energy is one of the most important, if not the most important, you know, not only parts of your life, but parts of having a successful business, but just be saying my goal is to be healthy and fit for life is not exciting enough. It's why I just did a 12 week, you know, quote unquote transformation program myself this summer, because I need, I need the little carrots in front of me. You got to have the, the long-term goal and vision, but you also need these, uh, you know, short little, I like, I like 12 weeks, you know, uh, you know, just yeah. quarter quarterly goals and carrots. So I love it. Uh, last question that I think we'll add, I know we'll add a ton of value to the listeners here. So you've been in business a long time, 20 years, like myself, what is the, what, if you could go back to your, you know, your, uh, self 20 years ago, what one piece of advice would you give um, to yourself? Um, well, for me, it was hiring a business partner earlier. And so self, like, you know, uh, it's like Tolstoy or somebody's like an unexamined life isn't worth living. And, and what you have to be able to do is very quickly identify what your strengths and what your weaknesses are. And if you can't overcome some of those weaknesses, find ways to delegate, find ways to develop partnerships, find ways to use people that have different skill sets than you and like walk, have them walk alongside you and help grow your business. Cause I find that so many 
entrepreneurs or whatever that is, they try, they try so hard to overcome some of their weaknesses that they never find a way to get out of their own way. So this sounds very weird, but I haven't checked my own email in 13 years. So I have an assistant and every single day she checks my emails because email was a trap to me. One, I was bad at communication. Things were slipping through the cracks, but two, I was looking at it eight hour day and I was in front of my email, crunching email, like four or five hours a day, scheduling for another hour. That's, a, that's, that's not what, if you're at the top of your game, the top of your craft, if administration is taking more than 10% of what you do, you have to look in the mirror and say, I have to bring a ton of value through that. Otherwise, you've got to find ways and say, you know what, what is the most efficient things I can do with my time? And yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's not your superpower. That's not your, you know, the $15 an hour task is not not the job of, of the CEO and the visionary. And man, that's one of the things I've learned, you know, so hard and is trying to do it all on my own and thinking mm-hmm. I can do everything. And, and look, you don't, not only do you not have to do it on your own, if you want to reach your full potential and grow a, a large business that changes the world, you, you can't do it on your own. So getting great people yeah. um, a, around you. And, and as I've, you know, started to do that, unfortunately, I tried a long time to do it on my own, even though I had employees, um, I didn't have the proper structure and leadership and, you know, accountability. And just the past couple of years doing that, my business has, has taken off. So guys, yeah. look, success leaves clues. It's not uh, it's not coincidence that, you know, Chris and I are talking about a lot of the same things. So Chris, wrapping up, man, where can people find uh, out more about you and, and your business and connect with you? Sure. Uh, you can reach me at fairtech.com. Um, I have two different podcasts. One is called Thought Leader Magazine. And the second one is called Digital Marketing Masterclass. Um, do, I try to do as much public speaking as possible. So there'll be an event schedule on my website that you can come and listen to me. I mean, in COVID, it's all stuff like this. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, it's all podcasts and stuff like that. But this world ever becomes around again. Uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, I'll, you know, a lot of public speaking stuff as well. So reach me on my website, fairtech.com. You can email me personally at ccar at fairtech.com or info at fairtech.com. I get both of those. And um, the one last thing is, is that with our organization, if you go and you talk to us, uh, we will not sell you. Um, let me just show you this one thing, because this is good important. And I was trying to get to it, but there was no organic way to get to it. When you choose a marketing company, most people choose a marketing company based upon maybe one or two phone calls with a marketing team. We don't give you a proposal. We literally spend 10 weeks writing a book that's this thick. That's your three to five year marketing roadmap. So what I'm saying is if you reach out to us, we are not going to sell you. What we're going to do is we're going to talk to you about data that's going to help people make decisions about their business. And that is free of charge. Call me. I'd love to just help you help yourself. If we're a good fit for you, great. Not no big deal. That's awesome, man. That's truly a consultant and, and servant's heart, um, which is you know what I believe in. And look, guys, like check, you know, go go visit Chris, talk to him. You know, you don't. There's everybody today is a digital marketer online everywhere, but you don't stay in business for 20 years, have 40 employees, you know, make the Inc. 5000 list if you're not uh, really helping people and, and know your stuff. So I uh, love it, man. Appreciate your time. I'm glad we connected, and uh, I can't wait to hear how your 150 uh, mile bike ride goes. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of miles. Yeah, man. All right. All right. Hey, Chris. Thanks again, everybody. Remember to get out there, 
Make it an awesome day. Take the info. You got the information today. Chris dropped some freaking nuggets, but information without action is useless. So take at least one thing that you got from today, put it into action, and let me know how your business grows. Be great. Rush Yeager here. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming Titans podcast. If you're a successful business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, consider your company as having a true purpose and would like to be a guest on this program, please visit rushjager.com forward slash apply. And hey, if you got value out of the interview today, I'd be so grateful if you simply would share it on your favorite social media platform. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, tag them on social media to let them know about it and include hashtag Becoming Titans. I love seeing you guys' posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and really mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more about what I do, go to rushyager.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, all under my name. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next time.